Travelers. I'm Josh. And I'm Kahi. And we're the, the Genshin, Genshin guys. guys. Welcome all this podcast is for fans of Genshin Impact, the mobile game made by Hoyoverse, also known as MiHoYo. Here we talk about our opinions, experiences, and dreams about Genshin Impact. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. So before we get started, Kahi, how are you doing today? I'm uh, doing rather well. Um, I had a really, really busy week in gaming, a uh, really, really busy week in anime, and I feel like I have a second job after my first <laughs> full-time job. Because <laughs> like, I go from one game, immediately done, I go to the next game, immediately done with all my stuff, go to the next game. Okay, I can squeeze in at least one episode tonight. At the end of the episode, I just fall into bed and sleep. Wow, it is. there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I feel you. Um, a lot of new shows because the summer season is now coming on. We have the new Fontaine coming up pretty soon. We have I'm like in the middle of the season of Destiny Two content. Honkai Next Star, Star Rail. Rail. Yep. I finally got Jing Yuan. Nice. So now I have to level him up. Yep. And then you gotta uh, get Silverwolf. This. So <laughs> nah, I think I'm good. I'm gonna wait for Kafka. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot on my plate. A lot, a lot to do, but it's all good stuff. What about you? Uh, how's your week going? Uh, my week is going pretty all right. Uh, just trying to get back into the swing of things since I was out of town last week. Um, and yeah, I just like trying to do voice acting stuff and a lot of preparation for upcoming Twitch stuff, but also Discord stuff. Just so much stuff. Um, but I've been playing a lot of um, games as well. I've been playing. Um, so I just started playing Street Fighter Six last night and um, I got Diablo. So I'm going to play that with some friends. I've been playing some Omega Strikers here and there, Star Rail, Genshin. I've been playing a lot of Genshin. I've been playing Genshin the most, though. So, um, yeah, I, I kind As of it like. Should be. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that's our, our namesake, right? But um, Genshin has just, like, recaptivated me with, like, I mean, not only because of the Yoimiya story quest, who's my favorite character, um, but also just the freedom of Genshin and being able to do stuff. I want to catch up my North America account. There's so much stuff I'm doing. But. Uh, you know, Star Rail is kind of at a lull. There's a new patch coming out soon, but th- it takes so long to get materials to level up that, you know, I pretty much just go in, do my material stuff, and then I back out. And um, yeah, I have, I have time to do other stuff like going to Genshin, which is nice. the nice part about Star Rail. It doesn't take up your time the way that Genshin does. Um, and you can kind of just play it in small bursts instead of having to sit down and explore and do all this stuff. But I mean, I love both games. And um, all the other games I'm playing too are super great. But busy, busy, busy. I totally feel you. So now that we've talked about that, um, I'd like to introduce today's topics. So we're going to talk about our weeks in Genshin, Genshin News, Yoimiya Story Quest Part 2, and the TCG event story. So the flagship event for this, the duel, the Summoner Summit. Uh, We're going to talk about that event as well. And then... We're going to, of course, do our last wish segment and community discussion question, and it's going to be a great time. So hopefully you all enjoy today's episode. Uh, Before we get started, if you haven't already joined the Discord, we want to hear from you. Join us on the Discord. Talk to us. Um, We we talk a lot about Genshin. We talk a lot about Honkai Star Rail. We talk about other stuff. Just come join us. We do weekly camera contests, and uh, we're fun-loving and wholesome respectable community is uh one way i like to put it but really really great uh, my mods are have been fantastic recently as well 
So if you'd like to join us, we're going to start doing things, uh, events in this space as well. So we're going to do like a, our first karaoke night, I think, next week. So um, if you want to join us, jump on in. Okay, so let's get started with our first segment, which is our weeks in Genshin. Alright, Kahi, how has your week in Genshin Impact been? So I've been going through my characters. I'm trying to pick out like a good team that would do well with Hydro, you know, because Fontaine. Um, and I'm realizing I really like Superconduct and, you know, electrical, electricity and water. But then I was looking through some characters that I haven't used in a while. And I saw that Kaching was still at level 80, even though everyone else is at level 90. I try to get like my main damage dealers to max level because they can do the most damage. Yep. And all the supports I can keep them at 70 or 80. So... This was in the middle of me trying to figure out who to pair, like, Baiju with. And I, ah. I typically like to go for thematic teams or, like, from the same nation. So I'm realizing, okay, Baiju. Oh, wait, Kaching would work. So now that I have that, I like Hyper Bloom. So I have to get, like, uh, a Hydro character in there. So I got Yalan. And then something that kind of balances it out I haven't used in a while. I haven't used uh, Layla in a good team. Mm. And I have, like, double shields. I have... Dendro application, I have like great damage support, and I have Kaching. So I had to level up Kaching, and I finally got her to 90, and I'm getting all these artifacts for Kaching, and I just cannot get anything other than like energy recharge for her. I don't, she doesn't have, she barely has any crit, she has okay attack, but she's not doing as much damage as I want her to do. So okay. when I went into artifact farming, I went to the new domain with the, the Hydro artifacts, and I'm like, okay, whatever artifacts that I don't like, I'll just put into the the strong box. I'm not kidding you. Two days in a row, every artifact I've gotten from that Hydro one, from that Hydro domain, is actually really good. Like, double HP percentage and, like, stat. I have, like, Hydro damage bonus. I thought I you were like going to say crit, they were bad. <laughs> crit and crit. No, they were all good. Wow. I can't re-roll them. So I'm like, okay, I have to keep this. Oh, I have to keep this. I have to keep this now, too. I can't get rid of any of them. Which is great, but also not great because I'm trying to make a good team now. And so you want I'm fodder. Doing really good prep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, I wanted fuel to re to like you know re-roll, but they're just all really good artifacts. I don't know if they did something to this particular one. Nah, you just got lucky, man. All the other it just happens. Probably, but two days in a row. Yeah, that of, like, happens. Using all my resin. Wow. You're just you. Lucky. The the, the gotcha gods shine upon <laughs> you. RNG, RNG, Jesus, spray. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's me just you know farming inadvertently are farming artifacts for the new characters while trying to upgrade my old ones i really like this team you know kaching baiju yelan layla because their skills are pretty short cooldowns mm -hmm. they're fun and so i'm always getting yeah there's always a reaction there's always some kind of like elemental mastery effect going on which is which is great really fast pace but uh yeah what you've been up to uh yeah so i've been Mostly just living in the emblem of <laughs> emblem of severed fate dungeon, uh, the domain that also has Shimanawas. I've just been farming that a lot as well. It's um, the best domain. It is really good, and and it's even more uh, even more relevant because like, yeah, I'm trying to level up my supports and trying to make sure that I have the right um, stats and and I also need fodder, so I'm just rolling, 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 and. You know, right now is the time of Yoimiya. It's Yoimiya's story. Yoimiya is my favorite character. Her, she's on the banner right now. Um, I ended up rolling on my NA account and hitting Pity, but I didn't realize how close I was. I just ended up hitting Pity. I think I won the 50-50. And 
I got Yoimiya on my NA account. And I just remembered, like, since I've been meeting people, since I've been living in North America again, I really want to level up my NA account so I can get to at least world level 8 so I can do world level 8 stuff because right now I'm only world level 7 and I'm like level AR 47. Um, I got to start leveling it up and I got to catch up to the story um, because I want to be able to do co-op stuff like you know even with you included. So um, I got you and me on my main account. I just thought you know what I don't have many characters on this account. I don't do Welkins and battle pass on this account so um, I have before but I don't anymore. And so now, like, just to catch me up in power difference, I actually balled out a little bit, and I ended up getting um, Thundering Pulse, um, Yoimiya's weapon, on my NA account, which I don't, I don't have, I have zero five-star bows on my main account, but I have two five-star bows, oh, rip. Thundering Pulse and Amos Bow on my uh, American account. And in the process, I actually ended up getting two of Yaimiko's weapon, um, the Kagura's Verity, um, I actually got one, and then I did the next got ten rolls. Two roll. of them? Yeah, I did one, did a ten roll, oh, and then another one. Yeah. But but I didn't want those. I wanted Yoimiya's weapon. So, um, yeah. So like I said, I ended up balling out a little bit there. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to using that power spike and and taking advantage of those things that I do have um, for my account. And I think it's really fun because like you know when you have all the characters, you kind of have to like decide resources. Yes, it's more fun. You have more options, but it also takes more time to get to people to get your characters to a more playable level, right? Like, especially if you're trying to do Spiral Abyss. But I, um, but like, because my NA account has way more limited characters, um, I can kind of like hyper-focus on certain characters. So I'm gonna hyper-focus on Yoimiya. I'm gonna hyper-focus on any characters I can use that can use Yaimiko's weapon because I ended up getting that. So I'm gonna use what I do have um, and build teams around that. And I'm um, looking forward to it. It's like, really fun. So um, I'm planning on doing uh, I'm planning on learning Spiral Abyss and learning how to do it better. I'm still like pretty much a beginner at Spiral Abyss. I need help to for people to help me kind of uh, optimize team builds and rotations and stuff. But I want to like get better at it so that I can also give advice to other people and I can do like build reviews and like all this stuff. I, I really do enjoy that. I just haven't been as into it up until now. But I'm really excited and I'm really excited for the wave of characters that's going to come with the next, you know, big patch 4.0 for Genshin with Fontaine. And I want to be knowledgeable enough. So I've been working on that. I'm going to watch some like Spiral Abyss videos. I'm going to be streaming myself doing Spiral Abyss probably multiple times this week. I'll probably do mine on uh, my main account. I'll probably do my wife's. And then I'll probably try mine on my NA account. Even though my what, my characters are not that high level. I'm going to see what I can get to um, on that account. Um, yeah, so, this Spiral Abyss yeah. is pretty tough. Yeah, I've I been mean, hearing. I've been hearing about how all hard All the Abyss electors just... They freeze and they like superconduct. I just I hate I hate being frozen. <laughs> I don't like I don't like that. I can't because I can't just yeah. You can spam the button, but I feel like it's you still have to just stand there and watch. Yeah, so and even when you spam the button, you like jump out. You know what I mean? Like you accidentally jump mm -hmm. out and like. Uh, and I was using Dia too. You know, thing. we all know what happens when Dia jumps. Yep. <laughs> no more ability. <laughs> no. No more. Uh, no more ultimate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, on my, on my NA account, I also ended up getting C6 Bennett. And since Dia, I have Dia and her weapon on my NA account too. Um, I can like take advantage of the pyro buff, fire damage buff. I don't have C1 like you do, but, um, you know, I'm just trying to buff my Dia as much as I can. She's my strongest character. So, um, yeah, here we go. Um, so, oh, wow, it's was, it was been a fun week, honestly, uh, in Genshin. And I'm just excited for, for what's on the horizon. Uh, yes, so I will also need help 
<laughs> leveling my NA account um, and doing domains. So, you know, if you join the Discord, we can do some co-op or something. And uh, it should be fun. Now, so let's move on to Genshin news. Okay, not that much Genshin news so far. Um, we've had the uh, the TCG event going on. So they improved some of the um, the the card plazas features in the Hoyoverse app, I believe, or the website for TCG stuff. There's more card information on there. But other than that, um, birthdays we had. So we actually missed one, pointed as pointed out by Pimzo Balto, our resident Kale main. Um, Kale's birthday was on May 8th. So I believe we probably recorded Very an episode Kale. that day or something. So um, we probably didn't see it. But uh, but yes, May 8th was Kali's birthday, which is already a month past now. Um, but Fischl's birthday was on 526, May 26th. And Paimon and Ito's birthday is on June 1st, I guess. Um, I know Ito that for sure. That is actually hilarious. But like, <laughs> the I, two I, most comical characters But like ever. Paimon, Paimon's birthday? Like, I, I never even thought about that. Like Paimon's birthday. Like, what does that mean? Like, does she know when she was born? Like, is that the day I the think Traveler this is, found her? Like, well, this is like outside the game. So this is there because they're talking to us outside the game. They're talking to characters or they're talking to like the fans. This is this is not so much like a canon lore thing, because in the game, I don't know if there's anything such as January or February, because they're it's technically like different times. Time, I guess. Yeah, a different I, type of calendar. I mean, they I have like I the twenty-four hour clock, but I mean, time is time's a little bit different. Yes. Yeah. So okay, well, I'm pretty sure this is just for the fans. E either way, like I wonder why. If so, but like if it, if so, if it is for the fans, why 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 Paimon and Ito on the same day? Like, does there is there significance to that? If you know, well, let us know. They're the comical relief characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that doesn't mean that they should be They should be ha they should have the same birthday when there's a million other days during the year that they could have not the same birthday. You know what I mean? I mean, it could be like a what are they? Either, either some kind of like, what is what are they called? There's like birth. There's years that you're born in like the Chinese zodiac calendar. There's like certain like months that represent like a certain right. But you, but you don't thing. you don't know could, why, right? Like you don't yeah. off the top of your head, right? So so if there's anybody out there that knows why they might think that Ito and Paimon have the same birthday on June first, let us know because I don't I don't. I can't imagine why. So, yeah. And so those are the birthdays. So, um, but by the way, um, we did. I don't think we talked about it. Um, since she came out, Kirara impressions. Do you get Kirara Kahi? Did we talk about this? You know, I actually did not get Kirara because ah. I've been saving for like this entire time. Oh, hopefully um, you get her in the last wish today. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I have a lot of Dendro characters. Or yeah. I mean, yeah, I have enough. But Kirara is, it's a force. She's a four star, which is, you know. She's a four not star? Everyone climbers after a four star. She's a four star? <laughs> Kira? Just kidding. She's a four star. You're right. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I do like her normal attacks. They're they're short, but they, they have like a flow to it. They're, yep. She like flips around not, a bunch. They actually do look like they do a lot of damage too, because she does like claw attacks instead of just like. Yeah, I here. love her charge attack. They it's look like a good. Dual claw yes. attack. Mm hmm. So, oh, I do like her ability, <laughs> when she turns into a cat box, which is hilarious. Mm -hmm, so it sounds like you should pull uh, her, but yeah, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, so I got her. I built her a little bit um, on my Asia account, my main account, and she's really fun. Um, the the meow meowing when you're cat boxing is pretty great. The climbing up walls is pretty great. Um, I don't really feel she kind of feels like Yanfei to me. So she feels like 
she's cool she does damage but like that's it like i mean she has the shield and she does the cat box thing but the cat box thing i haven't now i haven't like fully experimented i haven't watched people's builds on her yet but like i'm assuming you can like throw things like kaya's alt and kuki and like just throw a bunch of things on your character so that yeah she's sayu she's basically sayu but dendro right like a dendro sayo a dendro dendro <laughs> a dendro sayu with uh like a similar elemental skill um where she can just like put a bunch of stuff on her that are like auras and then she can run around and into stuff and do damage but like it's kind of underwhelming i mean it's very four star four star like it feels like a four star so it's fun she's fun her design's great but i i just like i'm curious to see where she comes up later like you know halfway through fontaine with the new characters or maybe at 5.0 like what kind of like is she still being played like is there better things is, is does she feel like a special niche like i'm really curious to see in the future um where she comes in because right now it feels to me like yeah she feels like another sayu like what else are like is she supposed to do um so anyway yeah and she has the burst very well rounded it's a dendro shield yeah um, and she has the but also... she has the burst where she makes the little the little cat bombs yeah so it's not necessarily like um dendro cores but it's mm -hmm. like her unique ones right so i don't know if it'll i don't know if it will actually help her interact with the hydro effects later on that might that might be different or different characters that maybe aren't meant to do more bloom effects but i don't know maybe with it's the same thing when when kuki came out we didn't see her like as really good when she came out then suddenly like all these other characters came out and now she's good because the context of the new characters and the new meta all the new you know elements or interactions so she could be good in the future going into fontaine with like hydro and dendro mixes but it's just weird that she doesn't make specifically like dendro cores her ability makes her own unique ones so i, I don't i don't i'm not i'm not thinking she's gonna be really good or broken with new characters she's just still gonna be really good by herself if you yeah. don't have like a good shielder character yeah at this just, point she just takes like a lot of screen time i think like having to like be out in the field um to do the cat box but if you don't use the cat box then she just becomes like a like closer to yanfei like does does some damage and stuff but obviously yanfei has like is a catalyst user who has like fire so maybe they're not exactly the same but i get the same vibes like because her burst maybe is like very similar but um but yeah well, I, I, I wonder where she'll if be. anything if anything she would be good as just the dendro applicator because she runs around you can choose who gets affected by dendro and then you're done and then you leave it's kind of like nahida because but nahida you can literally use your skill and yeah. everyone in your screen gets affected well so even you know even if she doesn't account. do it even if she doesn't do anything better than someone else i mean if she's fun to play then i guess that's enough <laughs> you know oh, she's a fun character by so, far i like yeah. i love the design it's great so yeah so if you love kirara playing kirara let us know let us know why i'm really interested because that is um she's a really cool character and i'm just like you know wondering what people think about her so cool cool now let's get started to the bulk of our discussion today our story events that we're talking about so first is the yoimiya story quest part two karastius aradas act two okay so um so yes yeah, so yoimiya um story quest it is the continuation of her quest that you actually had to do in i mean so 
What, how can I say this? So we had the Yoimiya story quest part one during the Archon quest line in uh, Inazuma. You have to do it to progress the story. And, um, you know, she was a really involved character. And now it's been a while since we've heard. Okay, so um, there is prerequisites for this. You do have to do the beginning part of the Aranara quest and unlock the Aranaras as like a, you know, as a concept. Because until you do the Aranara quest, you can't even interact with them. Um... So you have good to, luck. Yeah. So you, if you haven't started, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you don't have to finish it. You just have to get to a certain point where the RNRs recognize you as not a bad guy, and then you can actually interact with them. And then because of that, you're able to uh, interact in Yoimiya story quest with Arnara, who do make an appearance. So, uh, but I don't want to spoil anything yet because if you haven't done the quest yet, um, I'm warning you now. Um, you can skip this part of this of the um of the podcast i will put timestamps in the description if you have not done the yoimiya story quest and you just want to listen to the tcg event story quest and uh when we get to the tcg event quest i'll also put timestamps there as well if you haven't done that yet when listening to this podcast so um so yeah so let we're, this is your spoiler warning i'll give you five seconds five four three two one okay so um let's talk about yoimiya story quest now, first things first, um, Kahi and I are going to be just pointing out different things from the story quest that we want to talk about because we assume that you've done the story quest. Um, so I'll go first. And the first thing I want to mention is what I love about this story quest um, is that it really helps you to feel that Inazuma is progressing after the entire Archon quest thing happened. Because up yep. until now, we've had some... We've had some Inazuma like events and stuff, but they all happen in Inazuma. They don't really involve other nations. Um, yes, they involve people coming to Inazuma and stuff, but we don't get to hear much about how Inazuma is developing as a nation after the entire direction of the country has changed since um, you know Raiden Shogun A um, has become more of an active archon in the role of Inazuma's development. So that being said. Um, it's really cool because Yoimiya at the beginning of the story quest says people are coming to Inazuma and some of us want to get out there and visit other nations and so so she wanted to go to another nation and you know the Traveler and Paimon have been in Sumeru and so they suggest Sumeru and they, they, they you know refer multiple times to the fact that they have connections in Sumeru because of the things in Sumeru that they've done. So it's a really cool like like you know the Traveler basically you can feel from this quest that the Traveler helped Inazuma they went to Sumeru, did the stuff in Sumeru, came back to Inazuma. Yoimiya's like, hey, you know, like, I want to go out of here. And you're like, hey, well, we just came from Sumeru. There's a bunch of cool stuff there. You want to come there with us? Like, you know, we know a bunch of people there. And then you convince her to go to Sumeru and you go together. And I thought that was, like, super cool because um, as, you know, we don't want to forget about these nations that we, like, helped and gone through all these things with and all these characters that are important to us. So it's really cool. Um, I'm really excited for more story quest part twos from these other characters in different nations because we get to be the traveler that we are like after going through all these events because when we first met them we were totally different right we knew less there was less going there was different things going on but now we have some time to go back and we can use our experience in the interaction with the characters like with you and Mia how we're like hey you know we did all this stuff let's tell you about it um, and to that point the last thing I want to bring up on this point is that <laughs> I love this Yoimiya goes 
hey, weren't you looking for your sibling? How's that going? And I was like, oh my god, someone mentioned that we're looking for it. That is the whole point of this damn game. Like, the whole... Like the beginning, we're we're like going to every nation. At least like, someone remembers, right? It's like <laughs> we're just like, hey, have you seen my sister? Hey, have you seen my brother? Hey, have you seen my sibling? And um, then you just kind of like don't talk about it again. And so like I love that Yoimiya does it. And then you even tell them that, like Paimon says, yeah, we we did meet them, and they said that they're gonna wait for us at the end of our journey or something like that. I was like, oh my god, they're like quoting what the sibling said. This is amazing. So. Anyway, that blew my mind. It made me feel like Genshin was like coming together. Like the story, like the world really feels like it's progressing. Like your character is growing. They are experiencing these things. It's not just us playing through quests. Like I really like that part on the story quest. Um, so do you, do you have anything to add to that, Kahi? So what I like about these, these past two patches specifically, it feels mm -hmm. like a big victory lap. Big victory lap of hey everything in the current the big problem now was solved and now we're just trying to checking back up on everything that oh, we've done yeah, so yeah, far yeah. seeing the effects back there back in Mondstadt back in Leeway back in Inazuma like hey how how are things there before we go to the next big area to let them know that hey they are coming along too like hey those characters may show up as well those characters still have this thing going on um, this event is still kind of wrapping up and that's gonna start to kickstart a new generation or new era in in their like history or their development like you said inazuma especially yeah is, was a closed off nation now is opening up now the people are going out of the nation exploring there's people are going to like leeway more often people are going to sumero of all places and now we know how they get there because there is actually a a boat or a path for a boat from inazuma to the southern part of Sumeru's uh, Port Ormos. It's mm -hmm. outside the map, but obviously it's not like some weird like uh, cataclysmic phenomenon where you can't just sail through it. It's not like Inazuma before where it's like a, there's a storm that prevents boats from going there, but you can actually now see that, oh yeah, there's, all, there's totally just a lane of trade. Boats can go from Inazuma to Port Ormos very easily. Um, so but we don't have that revealed on the map, so... No, it's not revealed. Yeah, so, so you like... you just swim there. Well, like, I'm curious, right? Like, is there something there that, like, we just weren't made aware of in terms of, like, they passed by it on the boat? Is it really... Is that space underneath, um, like, n to the right of Port Ormos, and even under Port Ormos, like, is that all blacked out space? Is that just water? Or is there, like... You know, is there a structure there? Is there islands there? Like, we have literally no idea... All, all we know is that you can get a boat from Inazuma to Port Ormos for sure. <laughs> so, like, there is a way to get there, but we, so we don't have a way to So that's definitely good to solidify. Yeah. yeah. Good clarification on that part. Um, but yeah, I like, I like these, you know, uh, these reminders. Like, um, I feel like this is a great formula for every major like year in Genshin. Like, so when Inazuma was done, um, you got to visit all the characters again to like, go do one last interaction with them to say hey how's how's it going after you know the whole watatsumi island war and battle or how about uh what what's what's the island like now after, since like a is no longer you know keeping everyone in this constant state of eternity right um oh hey you got your vision back which is great um you know i like i like these things because it, it reminds people of what happened in the past people who have either completely forgotten or are new to the game can also really like experience and see oh hey 
this nation used to be like this. See, it's it's constant reminders. It doesn't let it doesn't let things that happened in the past stay in the past. It lets people really feel like it's the whole world is having something happen at the same time. Because um, a lot of games, what they do, what they do, I guess I would say is wrong. What they do wrong is that you have year one comes out and year two, year three, year four, year five says absolutely nothing about what happened in year one. Right. So like you, everyone completely forgets or it's completely irrelevant. Or sometimes newer stories act like year one or year, year two didn't even happen. Yeah. So I, I really don't like that. Destiny? But yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds like Destiny oh, to me. Destiny. Oh, Destiny. Oh, um, Destiny. But you Destiny. know what that actually I mean, reminds me of too? Do you, do you watch yeah, the no. Marvel movies? Not, not the new ones. I watched like I was, I was religiously following it until Endgame, and I'm like, okay, I this see. is a great way to end the story. And then now and they want me to watch going. like ten other yeah. movies, and I'm like, no, I'm good. And like I, TV I shows really and stuff, like yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I'm good. Okay, so so what's funny then? Um, what's funny then is that from for those of you that watch and keep up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe even up until now, um, it's known enough that all of the the works that were made after that basically during covid were were all done kind of as like separate jobs that were all filmed at the same time and apparently it a lot of these stories just don't reference each other right so it's like big things are happening in different parts of the world but it, we don't have the same continuity continuity that we felt uh during the entire see, like the entire series of movies up until avengers endgame because like those were made like yearly and they kind of continued off of each other so like you could watch it as like one long continuous story but these other ones you can kind of just watch them in any order and they don't really reference each other that much and and there's one thing that's like i think it's so funny um in the movie the eternals um they are eternals i don't remember if there's a the um in that movie there's this huge thing that happens where basically like a giant a giant celestial being is like coming out of the earth like the earth is like um like an egg for the celestial being and they're like coming out of the earth and so like there's like these giant hands of like this monster coming out of the earth basically i mean my monster but creature coming out of the earth and then they freeze it and it's just there and so now those hands are coming out of the ocean they're gigantic basically land masses um that are sticking out of the earth and nobody has said anything about it in any anything until since then and it's been two years three years already and everyone's like what about what about oh this goodness. what about this giant change to the earth that happened that nobody seems to mention it's not even in like the oh. background in like a news report you know what i mean it's just not I have, mentioned i have to tell you this did you when was did you ever play world of warcraft i did not play it enough no i didn't play it a lot okay for the few that might have actually played world of warcraft they might know exactly what i'm gonna bring up <laughs> okay so um this was acknowledged by the game devs too so like i would say maybe three or four years ago there was a big event where like kind of like this a celestial titan literally stuck a sword and stabbed the planet the sword was stuck in the planet you could see it in the zone you could go in the game log in go to the zone and you saw a giant sword in the planet and that kickstarted the next expansion. And then the next expansion after that happened. And then the current expansion. All of those expansions, the sword's still just stuck there. And no story, no one, 
mentions it at all. Oh my god, it's literally the same thing. <laughs> but, yes, no, but here's the funny part. When the devs were being interviewed for like the the newest expansion, one of the community questions was, hey, so is there anything gonna happen with that sword that's stabbing the planet right now? And the develop the the lead does uh, the game director said, um, sorry, what what sword? <laughs> oh my god. That's terrible. He knew the joke. Like they are all yeah, aware yeah, of the yeah, joke. Yeah. They didn't. They that, couldn't fit in. But any just of the like story. you know, it's, just, it's hilarious. He knows. You know what I mean? Oh. It's just like <laughs> scratching that's his head. So like, funny. Um, what? What? What sword? Uh, I'm what sorry. Is like what? There's a giant sword sticking out of our uh, planet. I, I have no it. idea. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like that. Like the 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 feeling of the lack of continuity can ruin good world building and progression of story. But like Genshin is finally putting some of that injecting some of that into the story quests and things that we are experiencing by letting us reference what we've already done and like um you know and and characters we've already met way back when and kind of getting to show like we get to show yoimiya how much we've grown since meeting her in the story the first time that's basically what it comes down to right we're not just like um what's it called like we're not just interacting with her and being like Oh, hey, yeah, I know you. Okay, let's go do a quest. It's like, hey, how have you been? You know, like, that's such a big deal. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just, I love that part of this quest. Um, now, the other... It expands the, other... the world, too. Like, there's a yeah. reason why she's exploring. There's a reason why she's out of Inazuma. Because, oh, hey, the, what is it? The Sokoku Decree? Or yep. just the lockdown is, is done. Now we are going to expect to see Inazuma characters in places they normally weren't. So... It reminds people, yes, this, you can, these things are going to happen. You can expect to see more people. You can expect to see that the world will keep, you know, expanding in meaningful ways. It's not just to bring a character back that we haven't seen in a while. Otherwise, we'd see Eula all over the place. But if we have just this one character from a nation that was so secluded on the farthest away nation right now, then yeah, it's, the world's getting bigger. Yeah, so... Like, you know, first of all, I love that and I hope it keeps going. But the second thing I wanted to mention um, was, okay, so Aranara, right? Let's get into this, the, the, the main part of this quest real quick. The Aranara, who have now allowed Yoimiya to see them, and, and they cite Yoimiya having this, or, or to cite the Aranara, they have like... Yoimiya has uh, has not grown up yet. <laughs> I like I like how they mentioned like childish wonder. Yeah, yeah. Like she is so pure. Like she's pure of heart, pure of intention, and um, another reason why she's the best girl. Just saying. Um, but like she is able to just like navigate through this like fantasy situation that just happens in front of her, and. And I love that the traveler just decides, you know what, like, we gotta, we gotta share with you and me, like, yo, this is like, Arnara are real and stuff. And then they go into this whole dream in a dream world sort of situation and Yoimiya realizes it and she does that whole thing that cutscene amazing Kahi like that was such a good cutscene. I cut love scene. that cutscene. Oh my god, like, okay. beautiful. So, um, it's just so cinematic. It's very, very fun. And yeah, I think that it really. It was really, um, it's, oh my god, the girl when she like stands up to like walk and you know she's like able to walk again. It's very emotional, of course, but it was just a really cool way to um, kind of bring 
the the freedom and wonder and dreaming and you know kid like you know i don't know purity to like this this part of the um but this part of the story innocence yeah it was great do you have any, do you have any thoughts on that on like the arnara and like and their so, involvement in the story here's the thing i have a question yeah because this is i feel like this is actually a pretty rare occurrence can you name some other characters playable characters that has had physical contact with the traveler physical contact tra- Xiao. yeah yeah definitely Xiao. okay uh-huh ayaka yoimiya Ayaka, wait, Ayaka? Yeah, I feel like Ayaka grabbed the traveler's mm. hand or something at the end of her story quest or something. I don't, I don't, I, well, I, don't, I don't know for so. sure. I don't think so. She was okay. dancing. They had a distance. It would make sense why they would, but because yeah. they were like literally a date. But yeah. Okay, well, so I remember. I know Shenha. Um, oh yeah, Shenha. Right. Yeah, because when he got blasted into the rocks, she picked him up. Okay, Shenha, Zhao, Yoimiya, Toma, because you know. You know, got you out of the way, carried you off. And okay, you had to help so him away. wait, why are you asking this? What's your line of thinking? This is this is a very rare occurrence. No one, no one just interacts with a traveler to this. How dare you level. touch the traveler? <laughs> I, no, it's it's funny, but it's also interesting because yeah. they are very selective with how they interact with the traveler, and because traveler is some like you know interdimensional being, I don't know if that is significant in any way, but no one really like physically interacts with the traveler on this kind of level. Like so. We carry Yoimiya. That's a big deal. He never does anything like that to any other characters. Yeah. Um, so it's either gonna, it's it's nice that they're either trying to like make the traveler, f- you know, have show a closer relationship with the characters. Um, they're getting more, I guess, bold in how they how he interacts with characters as well. But it's not a very common thing, like that people get to physically interact with this person right um i don't know if it's going to alter anything or i don't know if this is going to it's just something that was on my mind because like for ether to carry someone i've never never seen that for ether to like get their hands at all in any way form on someone i just i didn't i was trying to think did he carry anyone else did he do i mean (laughs) i mean like yeah i know Xiao, but like because he's a yaksha he has like some Uh weird mystical background um hmm. that's that's just one of the things i noticed but as far as like the dream within a dream state right um mm-hmm. first of all like the way the reason why they had to go into a dreamlike state is because they really wanted yoimi to see like the fireworks or the comets that right. were gonna cross over sumeru but they weren't actually going to happen so we met nahida very early on mm-hmm. and nahida was saying oh well it's you can't really predict these kind of things and because just of how special they are so okay now we have to come up, come up with a plan. So the whole the whole plan was to like go around and find some special ore. This is all just make make believe pretend. By the way, we're trying to find some ores to like create some special lens to see this you know spot where you can actually see the the comets. But that was all just a fake dream. So from the the transition from the real world to the dream world with the help of the Aranara was absolutely seamless. There wasn't like a portal. There wasn't some like phase you didn't see like some weird like mystical like effects in the in the air it's just oh suddenly like the girl could stand up suddenly you saw the you know you saw the fireworks and the the stars and everything but yeah that whole sequence was just beautiful it's on youtube right they they officially uploaded it i don't know i'm pretty sure they um, did it better be okay (laughs) 
Oh, it better be. Yeah, this is one of those really nice cutscenes. But yeah, it just it's a whole like emphasis and like highlight of the childlike wonder and imagination that this game is really meant for. You, you gotta you keep reminding yourself. I remind myself too a lot. This game is not built for like 30, 40 year olds. This game is built really for like a young generation, a young audience. So if we, have, uh, I if guess we have, so. I have it a lot. I have. I have, you know, criticisms on the storytelling. I have criticisms on like, oh, they would never do that. Or why would they say it like this? It's so childish. Well, uh, oh, yeah, this game's meant for children. <laughs> or, or maybe or maybe it's meant I, for a little bit of everything, right? Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of dark oh, yeah, it is, themes in this story. In the oh, for in sure. Gen for Genshin sure. in general, right? So, um, but I, I, I see what you mean. Like, it's not for one type of audience. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's, not for, it's not for one. It's not for just the hardcore mature fantasy enjoyer. It's like there's a little bit of everything for everyone. If you want to look into it, it gets really dark, but it doesn't have to be, right? Um, it's not as in your face, but yeah, that's a pretty interesting uh, thing to point out. I think. So anyway, did you have any other favorite things from uh, Yoimiya Story Quest you want to bring up? Or anything you worth um, mentioning? The highlight, the one thing worth mentioning. Um, let's see. Mm, I mean, Nahida appeared in the beginning, but didn't really need to bring it. I mean, she was just kind of there to kind of explain why, why we had to go on this quest in the first place. Because otherwise it would have just been, oh, hey, let's go see the fireworks. Oh, hey, let's see the comets. Okay, we're done. Um, the Aranara are definitely more important to the land than I led on to believe. Because I thought it was just like some, you know, some world quests about like the ancient, you know, beings that were there. I didn't really think much of them at first just because, you know, they're just tiny little plant people. But obviously they're, they're like the protectors of the, of that whole forest right um if anything i do i'm gonna have to start reminding myself if we ever get into fontaine even like the littlest quests could be very significant in the long run or like to like the the health and history of that world of that nation actually right so i should probably keep a closer eye on like what little details or what little characters that pop up along the way because they they're gonna pop up and I'm gonna forget why they're there, and I'm gonna for forget why it's significant. Because the Aranara to me don't look significant, but obviously after all this time, now we know that. Oh yeah, they're they're pretty important. Um, but what about you? What's your favorite thing, or was mo most memorable thing from Yoimiya's quest? I mean, like just the things I brought up. Because I mean, I love Yoimiya so much, and and just seeing how she gets to be one of the first characters. Um, to, you know, bring us that continuity that we talked about, to give us like a really cool cutscene we don't get to see often, like where, like you said, the traveler physically interacts with someone. That is, I didn't even think about that, but that is uh, not a normal occurrence. And um, so yeah, I, I thought it, I just I really enjoyed the whole quest. I mean, obviously, there's the element about the kid having to grow up, and then also like having to deal with the reality of not being able to walk anymore, and. Um, yeah, I just think it was a really cool way to to tie in the Aranara. It's so surprising that like Yoimiya comes to Sumeru and that's that's what happens. <laughs> like that that that's what she deals with. But it was great. I was not expecting it, and uh, I really enjoyed it. 
so yeah i i think i can't wait for more story quest part two from other characters that we haven't seen in a while especially when it comes to monstat because it's been a really long time since we've seen monstat story quest i think um but yeah i mean i like how these you know especially the story quest for the characters they call back to all the other characters that we've met in the past um, especially in that one particular patch. Sometimes they have like crossovers where someone from this nation uh, and then you have someone from a completely different nation in involved in their personal character story quest. But like it's especially this late into the 3.0 uh, as we transition to the next next one. It's a reminder of, hey, remember all these characters that you met along the way? They're still here. Remember all these places you've been to? Remember all the connections you made all the stories you've you know you've solved you know what i like about the the tcg event quest is that it literally did the same thing it outlined what you did from monstat to liyue to inazuma to sumeru and we introduced a, a new character so who is the new character that we met in the tcg event quest josh oh are you talking about uh, kirara oh i'm just kidding also charlotte <laughs> <laughs> charlotte yes. yes so we had two new characters right um one new playable and yeah. one new uh not so playable yet so uh, is she what? what were you saying is she like french because i know like the throughout the tcg event quest when charlotte came up um kaya said like ish what's it what do you say ishante ishante yeah. like like a greeting and then someone in liyue referred to her as oh mademoiselle I'm like yeah french i mean that is so french, right? fontaine's fontaine's like base is uh inspiration is france from what we understand um right, and right. including to the other um the other npcs we've met as well and some of the other npcs we've talked to so um but yeah it was it was it was nice to see a little bit of french in there uh during the quest um when people were talking to charlotte so charlotte was you know charlotte so charlotte's here with us and uh, I think it's really cool that they um, did a lot to kind of reference Fontaine, but not quite yet. So, um, so okay. So before we get started talking about the uh, the event quest story in its entirety, I uh, just want to give another spoiler warning to those that have not finished this quest yet. So if you have not finished the uh, TCG event quest yet, uh, feel free to come back. Later, if you want to skip this part and go straight to the community question discussion, um, I will put the timestamp in the description. But here is your spoiler warning for the TCG event story. So, it'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so let's talk about Duel, the Summoner Summit. This patch's main flagship event, um, which is based around the Genshin Invocation TCG. So, uh, so Kahi, we were just talking about Charlotte and Kirara, and you mentioned that we go through all four nations, Mondstadt, Liyue, Inazuma, Sumeru. So, you know, what are, what are some memorable things from this story? What, what, did, what did this make you think about? Like, what are some things you're wondering about? Like, tell me some of your thoughts. I like how clever it was to make an excuse to revisit every nation and talk with all the important people from each nation as like, I mean, even though it's a part of an event, an event, it's like, I call these things like, you know, transition stories or transition, like, you know, patches, because it's, it's a reminder that these stories are overlapping over time and they're referencing things that are going to happen in the future and the past. Um, so far as, as far as like Mondstadt goes, it, everything started in Mondstadt and you heard about a card thief or card snatcher. Um, so 
you you're basically trying to go to every single nation and find like where these this card snatcher is and then you find out that there's more of them and then eventually all of it leads into like you know going into sumeru where you find them and so the basic plan was for these card snatchers to secretly communicate with all the other treasure hoarders through like some new special card back that you could reveal like secret messages with but the problem <laughs> the problem was that some of the treasure hoarders got addicted to the card game and started trading away those cards or like gambling it away so and started funny. to like lose their money <laughs> so get this all all disorganized <laughs> i think that was great like the very method that they used to communicate and like start like their whole like revolution or whatever corrupted them <laughs> in the, like, the most comical way possible i love that um but yeah this that's just i mean that is kind of like the how the that's basically the basic plot line um <laughs> but along the way you're you're me you're meeting some characters that you haven't seen in a while like ching for example um or like kokomi when you're in inazuma i think my favorite part was when they're in inazuma like what was what was the favorite what was your favorite part like which nation did it happen in? i mean the inazuma part was definitely the most interesting to me because of the whole mm -hmm. again so this is what I love about these quests coming at the same time. And like you mentioned earlier, we get to see how people are doing, right? So we see how the the two once enemy armies, <laughs> generals, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Sara and, uh, you know, Kujo Sara and Goro interacting with each other, uh, talking about the Kokomi versus Raiden. Oh, Kokomi versus the Aimiko, um, like TCG stuff was super interesting to watch um because you know it, in the end basically yes they were fighting against each other for a while yes there was a lot of things that there was high stakes but now they are as one people right and they're on the same side and you know uh kokomi also is trying to like become sort of reintegrated into inazuman society as not just the watatsumi person way off in the corner whose island you can't even see from you know rito island or whatever but also just that she like you know is there and is not is, is is showing up she's not like hiding even though they like technically won i i don't even know how to explain that but yeah like the war is over and the people are coming together for something like this something enjoyable and yes there's politics involved but it is it was really cool to see how they how they have progressed since then um so yeah, so I mean Inazuma, that was like a really cool part for me, for sure. Like how, especially yeah, Inazuma was definitely my favorite because they had their own little mini tournament, and all the other places the tournament was done. Um, but in Inazuma, all right. Well, we, well, after, we missed we missed the other tournaments. Like we were there when yeah. they hadn't finished yet, but then we were mm -hmm. busy dealing with card thief stuff, and we ended up missing it. And Paimon's like, I definitely want to see it this time, and then we saw it. Yeah. And then we get the Sumeru and, si and Sino's like, I already won. <laughs> so of course good. he did. It's Sino. But um, I do like how during like a quest or like a, I guess a text dialogue, one option was to literally just start playing the card game. Um, did, did, you ever, did you ever play Witcher? Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to talk about Gwent? Gwent. Yeah, because that's like a dialogue option. Like you're you're talking to someone, you're trying to interrogate them, but you could also say, you know what, let's settle the let's settle this over a game of Gwent. So you could actually use the card game to actually like pick 
how the dialogue is going to happen after that. Right. So now you were talking with Ito and Ito was like, oh, hey, uh, all you need is like the most strong or powerful cards. Like, no, you have to have skill and strategy. And so we actually had to use his deck to like battle against him while he was using, I guess, Kuki's deck. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to use my own, but uh, did you... Did you win that duel or did you lose? So I did not. And I heard that like uh, the only difference is that like if you win during that little part, then kind of uh, Kuki just says something like, oh, like, you know, you're really skilled or something like that. Just like a dialogue change. Otherwise, it doesn't change. Yeah. But yeah, it was I difficult. For I did me. not win that one. Yeah. Because I was not used to those cards. They were all different elements. I know you, I know elemental interactions actually help. They yep. do a lot more damage. I'm just so used to using like, you know, mono element decks because every card will be relevant every card will help oh you use mono um, element decks yeah like it's either going to be all geo or all electro interesting that's what i like to use okay so every card i pull i can use or every card i pull i can put on a character or like i don't have to like switch and then it's going to be interesting then i can use it later on okay. i just i like the active use of the cards not i don't like the feeling of pulling a card and feeling oh wait i can't use this that's, I, I don't see. like that. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that was probably the reason why I like Inazuma the best because you actually got to participate. Um. Yeah. Um. The one thing that I probably. Well, what am I forgetting? Oh, Hu Tao. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yes. In Liyue. Hu Tao and Kazuha, she, man. Oh man, they're great. Because they, they do like their poetry, their rhymes. But the reason why I want to bring this up is because when uh, when Kirara came up and said, Hey, you have a package. Oh, yeah. Yes, I ordered this. Oh, how do you feel about uh, transporting yes. uh, things that are like maybe people? Or what about like dead or alive? Or maybe something in between dead or alive? Oh, my God. So <laughs> what sus. What are you trying to get me to so like, transport? Chi-chi. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was mentioning a helper. Is Chi-Chi the helper that she was talking about? Oh, I usually have my helper go and fetch these things for me, but... Oh, no, it can't be Chi-Chi. Is that Chi-Chi? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm just joking, because, like, okay. you know, the whole, like, she wants to let Chi-Chi pass on <laughs> kind of thing is, like, her whole deal. Oh, she was probably talking about Zhongli. Oh, yeah, probably. Probably. But can you imagine if, like, Hu Tao had, like, a subordinate or, like, a, a Kohai? Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That'd be crazy. And they were playable? That'd yeah. be awesome. That'd be good. I mean, if there was another Liyue character coming out, maybe it could be related to Hu Tao. I hope. Yeah. Because Hu Tao mentions another person. I mean, anytime like a playable character mentions like another person like off screen, yeah, I mean, sometimes a it's a hint. Chance. Yeah, there's a chance mm-hmm. it's a hint for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, other, I like this uh, event. I, I like the, um like when we go to Sumeru, like I said, Sino. So um someone pointed this out. Um, that it was really funny that the first version of Sino that most people meet is his like um, is his serious side because he's the general Mahamatra but the first version of Sino that Charlotte meets is his funny side right like she gets to meet him when he's telling the jokes and he's just chilling with the traveler and you know she appreciates some of the wordplay because she's a, a writer, a columnist, and then yeah, and then uh, figuring you know, out titles for articles, yeah. So it was so good that that those interactions are great. Like Sino, um, really brings like a lot of lightness to the mood. Um, even though like he can be really serious, like he's just really great for balancing 
Um, I just remember the detail. Sorry, hold up. Um, you know, when because I play the game in Japanese audio,、uh-huh. so when, when Charlotte came to Inazuma, and you're introducing like one of the first people there, the first person you introduce her to was Raiden Shogun, but because it's in Japanese, so the words that Paimon uses to like introduce, you know, Raiden is、uh, Kamisama.、Uh-huh. That's Basically, God.、Um, God. So she literally just casually introduces God to Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Charlotte freaks out like, "You're the Archon!" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm so sorry." That was great.、Uh, There were so many、awesome. great little moments in this across all the characters from all the nations. That it was just really, like you said, it's like a celebration of what we've done up up until now. And I think that that was a great. It's a great thing to do. Before we start moving into a new nation, victory lap. Yeah, well, like what I would love to see is like if they. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna have to balance going back and forth between all the nations with story quests, like、uh, you know, extra quests. Obviously, the Archon quest kind of goes in one direction, but then like when you have to go back to do like maybe a new character from Monstat comes out, so we have to go do their quest, or a new character from Liyue comes out, so we get to go back. Like Baiju just came out, right? So we got to go to Liyue for his quest, and it didn't really didn't really matter what was going on in、um, in Sumeru or in Inazuma. So, you know, going forward, I'm really curious to see how they balance adding Fontaine. Like, are we gonna not see Monstat for a while? Are we gonna not see Leeway for a while? Like, or are they gonna like really balance it out、uh, well, and then have us kind of bouncing between all the nations, learning new stuff as the world is growing, and as we as a traveler are growing and learning more things about Tevat. So, I'm I'm really curious to see how that ends up checking out. But this event was super fun. Obviously, there was a which which was was your favorite、um, little puzzle?、Uh, mine was the the gears, like the the gear puzzle. I love that puzzle. Oh, that one was good. Yeah, which of you your also had to like switch the plates. Right. So, which of the events was、um, your favorite? Hmm. Honestly, it probably it would probably have to be that one. Yeah. Because it was a good it was a good mini like brain puzzle. Because you had to like. I mean, you have a limited amount of cogwheels. You had like some parts of the board are actually like you know, are traps. Like there's, you're actually not supposed to put anything into this one little, this one little peg.、Um, but the, the previous one had levels like height. You could、yep. adjust the height. Yeah, I don't miss this that. This one you had to adjust just like sections. So I think I kind of like the height one better. Oh really? Although sometimes people, I think I like the height one better just because you, it looks like a. More like, intricate contraption at、oh, the end of、true. it, but this one is just like a big plate.、Um, I guess maybe it's just a presentation of it. But one of the reasons why I like this one too is because of the reward. You、mm. actually get something placeable in your in your teapot. Right. Oh, true.、Um, so you get a more tangible reward rather than just oh here here's some event currency. Nice. But this one's like hey, you remember that time you did this? Or hey, if you need something to decorate your your house, here. Right. Put this in it. Here you go. I like that. This is really good.、Um, so yeah, it was. I guess it was more rewarding.、Um, the other one was okay. What were they? There was that. I'm surprised there was not a camera event. I'm shocked there was not a camera I, event. I, I mean, we're not I in Fontaine、mad. yet. We're not in Fontaine yet. This, this know, is a TCG event, man. I I know, but if you wanted to like revisit everything and like you know double check on everyone and you know make some memories, camera, hello. Charlotte is a reporter. She has a camera and takes a picture at the end of it. You don't even get to see the picture. Well, I, I also、uh, wanted to bring up how cool it is that, like, now when we invite people to the Cat's Tale, we get to go to a little like adeptal space. 
Oh yes, I do like that one. Yeah, I yeah. think thank goodness. I, I love that. <laughs> it's much more interesting and thematic than like just going in the back room and dueling someone with cards, even though that's oh, essentially what, is, what you're doing. What is that bird's name? Tubby. Oh, Tubby. Okay, I had a I had a brain fart just now. I know I know it's hard with a T or something, but not because teapot. But like I was trying to think of what the name was. Yeah, Tubby. Right. Okay, so yeah, I mean, overall, I thought this event was pretty solid. Um, it definitely brought some interest back into TCG by changing up the game so much by adding so many new playable characters, so many new support cards, just a lot of new hype around TCG. Um, the last thing that I want to mention is the story and how freaking sad it actually <laughs> ended up being at the end with Gulab, you know, and the, the creators of TCG. Um, which is where, what led the, the Kirara storyline eventually led to. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really, it was just really sad all of a sudden, <laughs> like, um, you know, I was honestly thinking it was going to be some kind of clever, clever plan. Like, oh, I'm going to make a card game and I'm going to use that card game to do some, like, I honestly thought it was going to be like the, the treasure hoarders one where there's going to be something in the card bags or the game is going to be like a big distraction or some kind of like premise to like any right. some diabolical plot but it's just oh some guys made a game because they were friends which is nice which is too good it doesn't have to be that important but i thought for them to be like bringing up something as important as this and game literally game changing as this i mean maybe it has more significance but it's it's still good but i was just going off on a whole tangent of like conspiracy theory yeah they, they did lead us one uh, way and take us another way especially uh, when we find out like oh those cards the treasure hoarders were using were just to communicate and then the only reason that they were trying to get them back is because they had accidentally given them away in the first place like okay you know what i mean like it definitely felt like there should have been something bigger but i mean that's the whole point it was like kind of just like a a runaround like the story gave you the runaround and i <laughs> those freaking the treasure hoarders that were like gonna murder kirara <laughs> like Oh my god, like chill. You well, know that got I mean? dark really fast. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh my god. So that's why I thought it, that's when I thought that story was like, oh, this is actually really serious. Like the story. But actually ended up not being that serious. So, yeah, it's very weird. It just shows you how uh, weird that part is. So, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily like that, that it like led you to build up, like led you to think that there was some build up for something crazy that was going to happen and ended up being like uh, a letdown in terms of scale of the, of the actual operation that was happening and then just to like flip it around and then say here's a really sad story like oh man what the heck <laughs> but um yeah anyway it was uh overall it was good i enjoyed like i said going through the different nations um and uh hopefully we see some more interactions between characters of different nations all i'm saying so yeah so let's move on then to our community question discussion so we actually have two questions uh, we have from our Genshin guys episode 44 and then we have from the interlude. Um, so let's go first with the Genshin 44, Genshin guys 44 question. So Kahi, do you enjoy Genshin Invocation TCG? If so, what is your favorite aspect? If not, why not? So yes, I enjoy it. I do like it. Uh, my favorite aspect is the uh, the unique card interactions. Um, the card interactions, you can actually equip items to them. You can equip different things to unlock different effects, which affects your strategy. I do also like the mechanic where you can trade a card for a dice. 
which is really good because you can either uh, if someone's trying to predict like what your line of you know actions are going to be you can completely change what they're gonna i know you're battling against a computer but like from a game design perspective i do like how you can re i guess readjust the trajectory of your strategy in a way because hey, right. I, I just needed one more element i am okay sacrificing this one card to get an element dice i like that so you have you feel like you have very good control over the the pace of your turn and the pace of the game you definitely feel like you're making you know big moves however because of the game modes like rewards and because it's like it's kind of treated as like a, a mini game i don't play it a lot like at all like when it came out yeah i got a good deck i got all my characters and cards and animated ones and yeah i'm good so i don't feel like i have to keep coming back to it i only came back to this during this event i haven't played the card game since it came out so i like it but it doesn't feel i don't feel compelled or obligated to keep playing it for no reason it, it's fun but i don't need to what about you what's your favorite uh part of or aspect feature mechanic of tcg um i like the <laughs> so I enjoyed TCGs in general. I enjoyed like digital card games specifically because they do a lot of the calculating of additional damage of, you know, equipment, all this stuff. Instead of having to use like physical tokens like you do in like a tabletop card game, um, the digital one does everything for you. So I've played a lot of Hearthstone, Marvel Snap, like these games where... Oh, I remember Hearthstone. Yeah, like those, those were so fun. And so Genshin Invocation TCG was really great. Um, is really great. Because it's those, but with Genshin, with characters I like, and and you know, there's little stories and stuff around the, the, with, involving them. And um, I mean, I love the polish of the game. I love the art style. I love that mechanic, same mechanic you're talking about with the dice, like being able to sacrifice. Obviously, the RNG element is like twofold because you not only do you have to like uh, draw cards randomly, but you also get dice randomly. Um, and so sometimes you can get really unlucky. <laughs> so um so those parts are not as fun but like you know there's if you build a good enough deck there's usually a strategy um to you know get out a lot of it get out of a lot of those situations so i i enjoy how polished and how well thought out genshin invocation tcg is in general so i'm really excited to see how it evolves over time and i definitely will keep trying to play it and uh get all the cards and all that stuff it's nice that it's not it's not something you have to worry about i know that you said like you know the rewards are very whatever but i'm just glad it's something you don't have to do with a gotcha like you can buy the cards you want right away if you just save up the points um you can get all of them eventually there's a shop you can you can wipe out the whole shop and get everything that's nice <laughs> so uh yeah you don't have to worry about that but okay so let's see what everybody else is saying um so first from the discord meowie says i don't enjoy tcg but i play it because i like collecting stuff i'm also not lucky with dice rolls yeah so like i was saying dice rolls um are definitely not fun sometimes sarah q i enjoy tcg but the pacing is just way too slow since each player is given too much time to think just give us a blitz mode where we both where both sides can't play optimally so, hmm, I guess that I can understand that. We we are given a lot of time per turn 
And if we were given a little less, it might force us to make decisions a little faster. Oh, the anxiety. Yeah, so interesting point. WL Forever Benna says, I enjoyed TCG so much when it just started, and it was all I played for a while until I got a little bored. Haha. I enjoy the chill aspect of it, and I'm glad we're getting new cards and events so I can get into it again. Peachy Oranges says, I enjoy it as I like TCGs, but thank God you don't gotcha for cards. Cough, cough, Shadowverse. Yeah. Oh, I tried Shadowverse too, and it, I love it, but like I kept hearing about how how the cards, like the power creep was real, and how like every new set of cards was like the must-have set of cards, and um, you know, it's all gotcha. So yeah, I'm like I said, I'm glad that it's not a gotcha within a gotcha. Uh, Salido says, I'm loving the summoner build, only started because Archons are coming shortly. Yes, so, of course... We, um, so like he loves summoning, uh, like the cards that summon things, which is really cool. Um, and then, so this is obviously before the update. So Archon are coming, which they are in game now. Angel says, I love T TCG and I'm really excited for this event. It will hopefully get me back into Genshin after Honkai Star Rail. Yeah, I think this did pull b people back a little bit, which is cool. Kemleon says, yes, when it first came out, that's all I did. I haven't played in a bit just because I've been overwhelmed with events and quests, though. I enjoy the different challenges that each NPC brings and how I have to adjust my hand according to who I'm playing. Thinking strategically is fun for me. Yeah, I think the adventure mode part of it is is really interesting. Like, you can't play the adventure mode part the same way you would play a duel or the same way you would play against a person because the rules are different, right? Like, you can see what moves the enemy is going to do next. You can you can build your deck accordingly. There are, there are special conditions, like at the beginning of every round, both characters active characters are afflicted with hydro you know like stuff like that so that that's pretty interesting the descender says i'm ar44 and still haven't played it haha <laughs> mostly because i got lots to complete story wise still in inazuma oh yep obviously it's always there that's totally fine yeah, yeah. no rush so that that's a cool thing right there's no rush like you, it's so chill like it's you, a mini game you can play it's it totally whenever you fun. want yeah so it does not give you any kind of game currency like it doesn't give you mora it doesn't yeah. give you like like playing playing it lets you invest more into it that's basically it which is like the more you invest into it the more you get out of it so it doesn't affect the rest of your genshin experience to uh any to any major degree uh, Nabi says, I love TCG sometimes when I'm over playing Genshin. I just play TCG. I love how you don't have to gotcha for character cards. Haha, <laughs> another sentiment about not gotchaing for cards. Oh, so Solido came back and said, update after the patch. This game is solid. I'm abusing the summoners to grind all the cards, but I'm looking forward to trying more when the meta settles and I know what to buy. Nice. Insignia says, I enjoyed it for a short while when it first came out, even though I think I was pretty bad at it, but I eventually I focused on other things and now I feel it over my head when I try to get back into it. I'm not very confident in my ability to do anything that involves strategy to begin with, so I've been nervous to try. That said, I think having game modes like this or mini games and events actually makes for a really low stakes environment that helps me dip my toes into the types of games that intimidated me before, such as TCGs. I don't know if that's the case for anyone else, haha, <laughs> but it looks like Hoyo is going to end up being my gateway into a lot of types of games I've never been able to enjoy in the past. And I think that's a really what good I, point, right? Yeah, what I like about this is, yes, what Genshin does very well over the course of all of their events and all of their mini games they've ever introduced, like whether permanent or temporary, they change, they use the existing mechanics of the game, change the camera, change how you move, change like what you're actually like interacting with. To literally create a whole new game they made flappy bird in this game they made like a tft in this game they made like you know you know all kinds of tower defense kind of stuff but they they are really great 
at attracting music game the attention of pe- music right rhythm games right they're really good at attracting the attention of people who play other types of games into this one because while it is mainly like an open world like rpg game with a gotcha system frequently they change it up to make it play like every other game that's out there with the only exception being the fps <laughs> so it's like literally everything else but it has no fps oh mechanic. just wait it'll it'll come eventually oh, man. I'm hyped. I doubt it. I'm hyped I doubt for it. it. Bring nope. it on. If they didn't, if they didn't do it now, they're not gonna do it. No, no, that's what the heck. That's not true at all. This game is barely getting started. By now, come on. Yeah, three years. Yeah, yeah but three, I mean, we still have, we, we're we're still at only half of the nations. Think about it. What if like Natlin is like a war zone and they have literal magic guns and then there's a first-person shooter mode. Mm. Probably Shneznaya. <laughs> oh yeah, or Shneznaya. <laughs> if anything, all it's right. gonna be Shneznaya. All right, all right, yeah. So uh, I love that though. Um, let's see. Uh, Frostflake Cowgirl says I play it quite a bit. I like the deck building options the most. I enjoy the weapons and artifacts being integrated part of it too. I'm pretty. Fl- it's pretty flexible, so you can tailor your experience each time you play. Yeah, I agree. Retro Sky. I don't enjoy TCG a ton, mostly because I suck at the game. LMAO. I would love to get better and improve my deck, but it takes a ton. Of, it takes a lot of time, and that time can be spent on other stuff. Joe Scova says I play TCG quite often, as I enjoy the part where it's not entirely luck based, yet still holds some random factors. I enjoy the strategizing and thought you have and thought you have to put into each turn, according for your accounting for your dice rolls, good or bad. Kelbo Baggins says, I like TCG. It is excellent for you when you want to just uh, a low stress time in Genshin. No running around, no monsters, just you, dice, and some cards battling it out. Uh, E-Girl Simp Uwu says, I have a time limit, why parental controls, but if I did, I would enjoy it more since the battles take so long. Oh, yeah, well, if you have parental controls on your device, then, yeah, it, it takes a long time. And I, probably you want to do something else. Uh, Kazu says, I've never been a TCG enjoyer. It always felt overwhelming to me, so I was expecting I won't like Genshin TCG either. But it turned out I really enjoyed it and was a little addicted for a few weeks, even though I'm not good at it. But after the first hype, I kind of stopped playing it, but it was always the same and the opponents became too hard for me. I see. Um, Pimzo Balto, I like it, but my internet is crap and it takes super long to load. That's why I don't play as much as I want to. Okay, well, interesting. That, that will, yeah, that will change your ability to play it. So that's the last one. Discord for this question. Kahi, what about Spotify? On Spotify, we have Octira who says, While I don't dislike it, I just find it hard to justify spending my time playing a card game when I download a Genshin to be playing an RPG. Yes, it is mainly supposed to be an RPG, so that's it's going to be its main core audience. But I do like how they still cater to the little audiences out there just to either grab their attention for a short while maybe it's a good gateway into the rest of the game maybe some people don't like rpgs and they only like card games so there's always that uh next up willow bell not particularly i if i wanted to play cards there are other card games i'd enjoy more uh but i know many enjoy playing i do feel they play for the rewards a lot uh, a lot though and card collecting yeah it is just something that people can collect. Some people just like completion. Like, what are they called? Completionists. They like to just collect things. And then we have Kamisato. I haven't played it much, but it is round based, which I don't like. And the TV I'm playing on is a bit too small and doesn't show everything. That's really annoying. Yeah. There's like little details. There's little like, especially the dice on the right. The icon is tiny. So 
yep, that'll be for that'll be it for the Spotify questions. Um, now interlude question: What is your favorite historical event in Tevat? Josh, what is your favorite historical event in Tevat? Uh, my favorite historical event in Tevat. I. Okay, this is my favorite just because of how interesting it is and like how much of an impact it left on the world. And it is Raiden Shogun slicing the snake god. I was just I was going to say that. Or I, was, uh, I didn't write it down because yeah. I wanted to say it. Ah, dang it. Yep, yeah, because same. because I mean, think about it, right? It's so cool that, mm-hmm. I mean, it just not only does it show the power of the Muso no Hitotachi, but also like you can feel it going to that island. It's there's a giant cut in half slice that you like electrified yes. and you actually see yeah it. you see the dead god's bones like it it's such an interesting i mean it's dark obviously inazuma's super dark but like it has um it has a, a lasting impression on the world um and you feel it you have to go through it and you have to travel through it so um yeah i think that's one of the one that's one of my favorites just because it stands out to me so much and the idea of like seeing it happen it's cool <laughs> so it combines visual storytelling and environmental storytelling it, it, it yeah it makes it part of the history because you go there you're like whoa what happened here and then you actually learn what happened here and then they say it and then you learn about the history of that and it just it naturally like it shows you the the after effect and then along the main story it tells you why like what happened i love that like even from a map, you open the map, you see a line, like a missing, like yeah, landmass here. Like oh, it, this was cut very <laughs> cleanly. Great. Yeah, that's how big it was. That's how big this thing. Is. Like that's the that's how long the slash went. It went to the shrine. Yep. Okay, well, I mean, so that we have the same uh, answer then, weirdly yep. enough. That's that's pretty fun. Um, what a coincidence. Yeah. So on Discord, there's not that many um, responses, so I'll just read them out. Um. So Zhongli, so Miaoi says Zhongli and Guizong meeting by the glazed lilies and parting at the same place. That whole war is interesting for me. Um, she says. So, yeah. I mean, after the Lantern Rite Festival, I, I was considering mentioning um something from Liwei's history, but uh, but yeah. So Amal Strange says the Carabear event hits hard. The whole reveal that we're reliving our Simlig's memory was a mind flip. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I love that. Like you look in the mirror and you're the sibling. I right? love it. Kind of, kind of scary. Uh, Peach. And last one is PC Oranges says depends if Yao Yao helps save a drowning man. That's it. If not, then when Susbedo happened. Ah, yeah. So Yao Yao helping the drowning man was from the 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 event, um, the Lantern Ride event. But then Susbedo, yeah. So the primordial Albedo, um, happening. That that was. I was thinking Beto. Like, when was Beto ever? No, no, sus? no, no. Like what? <laughs> Beto B E D O, not B E I D O U. Sus Albedo, sus Beto. So, um, but yeah. So Albedo story is uh, I mean everything involving Albedo story. Durin on Dragonspine, uh, just the previous versions of the previous versions of the current Albedo. So interesting, I think. Um, you know, hopefully we'll learn more about gold in the future. Uh, Ryan daughter but yeah that's actually it that's all the answer so what about Spotify anything on Spotify Octira says I find it crazy that Zhang Li created the Guyan pillars 
Yeah, those big mountains in the ocean. Yeah, that's that's Zhongli. Um, I can just imagine the amount of raw power in action that went into shaping something that large. Yeah, that's that's the Archon War for you. Yep. Uh, next up, March seventh says smacks hands down. I must say it. The creation of Kunizuchi. Uh, that's Wanderer, right? Scaramouche. Uh, if they meant to say Kuni Kuzushi, then yeah, I guess so. Yeah, oh yeah, Kuni Kuzushi. But is that what's written? It's always... No, no, I think... And then the person wrote Kuni Zuchi, but I'm pretty sure it's Kuni Zushi. Kuni Kuni Kuzushi. Sushi, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like when... Kuni Sushi. Kuni Sushi. Yes, that means country sushi. (laughs) Country (laughs) sushi. Well, anyways, moving on. Uh-huh. We have James, who says, The Erasing of Greater Lord Ruka Devada. Okay. That's yes, a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. So technically it is history. Technically it's not history. Because yeah. history was their history was erased. <laughs> as far as like event. So yes, I, lo- I like this answer. Okay, yeah. I, I like the answer. Um, And then Kamisato says, When Skara went... Went in this furnace thing and in Tarasuna. Yep. Came back out. It was a very cold. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Okay, so when we met Scaramouche yep. in Inazuma. Oh, yeah, that was a tense moment. All right. Um, and that will be all our answers. Okay. Uh, next week's question. Okay, so for next week's question, uh, here we go. If you were an NPC giving a daily commission to the Adventurers Guild, what would it be? Right? So, of course, don't pick the same thing that's already an existing daily commission. Try to come up with your own original one. I'm really curious. What what kind of daily commission would you like to do or like to give? You know, it could be like ridiculously easy or it could be unnecessarily hard. You know, whatever. I'm just really curious. What would you do? Okay, so let us know in the comments. You can reply to our Spotify question, our Twitter. You can just reply comment on the episode on this tweet's episode wait on this episode's tweet um or you can go to the discord and go to the community question channel and type your answer there okay so before we head out we're going to do our one last wish segment so uh in this segment we're both going to pick one banner to roll exactly one wish on and um see what we get so, Kahi, um, what what banner will you be wishing on today? Most likely the weapon banner. I mean, I can't be building a character right before like a new patch comes out and we have some new characters. So, like, I don't want to waste all my materials on leveling. Uh huh. But I definitely need a good weapon because I. What is it on this banner? I'm pretty sure it's Yaimiko's weapon. Yeah, and, and a bow. And, yep, like um, and Yoimiya's like I was telling you earlier. I got both of yeah, those. I'm in loading my it up. America account. I will also be wishing for the weapon, but for Yoimiya's weapon on my main account, which I do not have. Alright, weapon banner roll. Would you like me to go, or would you like to go on behalf of Yoimiya? I will go first on behalf of Yoimiya. Um, <laughs> and let's see. So, Thundering Pulse. Here we go. One wish. And it is purple. Ooh, purple. By default. And I got the flute. Woo. I actually like the flute. Thanks. I used it on Ayaka for a while. He's on Ayato. 
Alright, and now for my weapon. Let's see if it can compete against yours. It is blue, and so am I. Oh. It is a bow. It's Sharpshooter's Oath. Woo! Well, got some star glitter for that. <laughs> I got I got it this time, Kahi. Alright, you win this round. You win this round. Alright, so that wraps up the show for today. As always, thanks for listening, and if you have the time, please leave us a comment and a review. We'd really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening. Uh, follow me on Twitter at JSideGaming. You can follow at GenshinGuysPod. You can follow at Kahiao, K-A-H-I-Y-A-O. You can follow me on Twitch.tv slash JSide. And as always, at Astra Abyssos. Hoshito Enjoy.